This is Crucial Tech, a podcast about technology that affects all of us in a format that allows you to consume it in the time it takes to go to and from the grocery store. I'm your host, Lou Covey, and I probably know more about it than you do. And if I don't, I know someone who does. But first... The news over the past few weeks has not been good in general. It might even be worse in the area of digital security. As we've reported over the past few months, phishing attacks associated with ransomware are rising dramatically, almost exponentially. In September alone, worldwide, uh, IT Governance LTD, or Limited, a British cybersecurity firm, reported 267 million data breaches around the world, with 20% targeted at students returning to school via remote learning. The thieves were attacking individuals, organizations, and even security companies, and at the heart of the problem are IoT devices. They are the most popular attack vectors. Now, just to explain again what an IoT device is, it's any device that connects to the internet. That can be your iPad, that can be your phone, that can even be Wi-Fi connected medical devices. Now, to show how far down it goes, Ars Technica reported last week on the ongoing security problems with a Wi-Fi controlled coffee maker. Yeah, a coffee maker. It's called the iKettle from a company called Smarter. Now, there's an ironic name for a company. They found that they could recover the Wi-Fi encryption key from the device, which has been true going back through all versions of the product since 2015 when it was first introduced into the market. The latest version of the coffee maker had additional problems, including no firmware signing and no trusted enclave inside the controllers that form the brains of the devices. So the result, the researchers showed, a hacker could probably replace the factory firmware with a malicious code. And another researcher performed a complete reverse engineering of the device, allowing remote control of the device by a hacker. That means it could actually enter into your network. In my home network, I have got a router, uh, I've got a, uh, a Wi-Fi box, or the, the cable box, and I've got a bunch of systems set up to keep myself safe. If I had this particular coffee maker in my house, a hacker could go through that and actually infect my router. It could bypass pretty much all of the safeguards that I've put into place, which is one of the reasons why I don't like connected kitchen appliances. Most of them are like that. So, and the only way to stop it from happening, if you know it's happening, is to unplug the device. Now that's a drastic form of something that is called air gapping, and that's what I do. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Every day, I will run a virus scan before I shut down my computer for the day. And if I'm looking good, then I don't have to clean anything up. Then I unplug my external hard drive, which forms as my backup, and I do backups all day long. And I put it into a safe. And then I shut down my computer. Now, if through that process I have gotten some sort of virus, 
Well, then I can just wipe my computer clean and then reinstall from a previous version. And I may lose a few articles and things that I was working on during the day, but that's all that happens. But it's a pain in the ass. And then we have the story of Tyler Technologies in Texas, nice alliteration, uh, who had some workers working from home during the pandemic and doing some updates on client servers. Well, what they didn't know is those workers, their home networks had been uh, infected by malware and they ended up infecting the clients. So that goes to show that no matter what you do, no matter how smart you are, you can be hit. And there's nothing we can do about it. Or so I thought. And that is the subject of this week's interview. But first, a word from a couple of sponsors. I have talked a lot about how difficult digital security is considering we live in an electronic world that was never made to be secure. And we operate insecure devices without knowing how insecure they are, nor how to operate them securely. IoT has made that problem so complex that it might be impossible for even security experts to secure their own networks, much less protect ours. And it is even made more complex with all the security point tools that corporations buy to plug into multiple holes, tools that common schmucks like you and I can never hope to afford. And then I was introduced to a stealth company last month called AirGap. And their uh, email or their website is airgap.io. Uh, and its CEO is Ritesh Agarwal. Now, Agarwal is a very interesting person. Now, first of all, his name may be the most popular name for entrepreneurial technologists that I've ever seen. When I was first checking him out on LinkedIn, the name came up with more than 1,000 connections. But diving deep into his background, I found that he has some real experience in network security and software development. So the commonality of his name combined with a goal of making comprehensive and elegant solutions to a digital security world in a complete vacuum of attention was a com completely perfect for a stealth company. At the same time, they are excited and rightfully proud of a solution that might be the most interesting security product I have seen in the past two years. Not only because it's got a comprehensive approach, but because it falls into the truly affordable, although not cheap, realm of digital security. Ritesh is the subject of this week's interview. So, Ritesh, what have you got for us? Lou, let's talk about ransomware. This is the hot topic. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really big issue, especially over this past week. Absolutely, Lou. I think the fundamental issue is the infrastructure itself is very fragile, and it's an old architecture, about three decades old, to be honest with you. As you mentioned, these days the applications are moving to the cloud, and what we are left with is, is the old infrastructure on premises in the customer campus environment. Uh, and this infrastructure is designed to have excessive access between the devices. So to your example of coffee machine, what is the business of coffee machine talking to another computer? But yeah. <laughs> in reality, that's the case today. And that's what hackers are exploiting. And that's what should be fixed. And that's where AirGap comes into the play. Okay, so uh, you've got this company, AirGap, and I love the name. Uh, because it's as I said earlier, it's what I do is uh, to fix this. But you don't actually provide a physical air gap. You're more of a virtual air gap. 
You're absolutely right. So think of air gap networks as creating a virtual air gap between your devices and between your applications so that they can't infect each other. So unlike okay. many other companies that think about protecting the first patient, air gap is focused on assuming that you have one infected device inside the organization. And then how do I protect the spread of that ransomware to other devices inside the organization? And we do that by creating virtual air gap between devices. The, the question is, though, is who is this product for? I mean, um, yeah, I, I like to make my, my favorite example of a, a taqueria who does all their business uh, with like uh, Apple Pay and is go, uh, you know, selling tacos uh, with virtual currency, essentially. How does your product protect them? The reality today, Lou, is no matter what size of business you have, you have multiple devices working inside that business. Right. Um, so to your example of Takoria, there's probably a computer somewhere. There's probably an iPad that is taking orders. There's probably a cell phone. There's probably a point of sale terminal, which is the Apple Pay terminal. Right. And many other things There could potentially be lighting controls and other systems that are within the Takoria that are IP connected. And once you're in an environment, you have 10, 15, 20 devices that are connected to the same network. Uh, believe me or not, you're equally vulnerable as much as a bigger organization would be. And that's where AirGap actually provides value. Okay. Now, uh, is this an affordable product? Because most of the companies that I talk to that are providing this level of protection I mean, they're pretty expensive and they don't even want to talk to anyone who isn't going to be doing at least twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month in business with them. So the, we learned that, uh, Lou, what we did with AirGap is provided a solution that is per device per month subscription model. Um, so it's extremely affordable and you don't have to commit upfront a whole lot of money to actually get into AirGap. And the second thing I would say is, look, it's a lot more cheaper to pay AirGap than to pay the, the hackers ransom. Uh -huh. That could be in, in, in some cases, millions of dollars, depending on the size of you. And now I know you've been in, um, in, in stealth for some time. How much can you talk about, about what, what is available now? Your audience are special to us, uh, Lou. We can talk about everything to your audience. Um, now the product is completely available. We've been stealth because we've been working hard over the last 18 months to build this product that I think is a game changer in the market. Um, now it's all complete and now we have customers. Uh, this week would be a very large deal. Hopefully we'll be closing. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Okay. Uh, so we're very excited about that. But we are talking to Fortune 100 companies. We have large banks, large manufacturing companies. We have um, large insurance companies that are all bought into AirGap's value proposition. They see the value. They see the, the solution and the, and the security that we provide, which is complementary to all that they have purchased so far. And that's what they're excited about. As we're moving forward here, uh, more and more legislation is coming into, into play. As a matter of fact, uh, on the California uh, ballot, uh, there is a proposition that will actually create a, a commission to enforce the California Consumer Protection Act, uh, which personally, I think that's a good idea because the act as it is right now has absolutely no enforcement mechanism. And no one's, uh, and there have been violations of it, but they don't know what to do about it. Uh, 
how is your product going to help companies in the area of compliance? First of all, I second that, Lou. As consumers, we deserve to have our, our information protected. I think more and more organizations should, should ensure that they're deploying reasonable security measures to, to protect our, our information. I don't see that happening as often as I would like to see it. So I'm very glad that there is a legislation coming up and I would definitely vote for it. In terms of AirGap, AirGap has very complete and complementary protection. It actually fixes some of the fundamental flaws that are not fixed by the traditional solution. And I truly believe that without AirGap, our, our customers uh, would be more vulnerable and potentially have the opportunity to leak their, their customers' information to the wild. And that's not fair. Um, well, that, that's an interesting statement. What are some of the things that your product, pro well, let me be more specific here. Is this hardware or software or a combination of both? It is totally software, Lou. Okay. It can be deployed in less than an hour. Uh, as a matter of fact, we are probably giving challenges to a few customers saying if it takes more than an hour, the product will be free for you. Uh, okay. So it's very easy to deploy. And it does two things. Um, there is a shared VLAN infrastructure in any organization. If you talk to large companies or even small companies, there is always a shared network. At, for example, at your home, you have a Netgear or Linksys router and all the devices connected on those routers are on so-called shared network. So right. if you bring in one infected device into your network, chances are that device can infect every other device right. inside your network. And AirGap, if you deployed AirGap, AirGap would ensure, even if you have shared network deployment, one infected device cannot infect any other device. It's like the, the Corona uh, COVID-19 use case, where if you get one infected patient into a gathering, chances are you'll end up infecting everybody else unless you get PPE kit for everybody. So think of AirGap as a PPE kit. It isolates everybody from each other. So one infected patient cannot infect any other. other okay. So yeah, one of the things you said was that your product has things other products don't. What are those things? So the missing thing about other products is they're focused on preventing the first patient from getting infected. Meaning um, they would focus on making sure that none of the devices, not even one device, the first device doesn't get infected inside your organization. The problem with that approach is it's very hard to do so. You can get one device infected through many means, including mistakes by the user. So you click on a wrong link uh, on the internet, somebody targets you, you connect a bad USB stick to your computer, you can get infected. What happens after that? The current solutions fail to address what happens after that because their total focus is on protecting that first patient. Air gap comes into play after you have had first patient infected and enters your premises. And it will make sure that that patient cannot infect other individuals or other machines inside your network. And that's what air gap, that's why air gap is different than, and, and complemented to your existing solutions. Okay. Now, a couple of weeks ago, you did come out with an announcement um, outside uh, while you were still in your, your stealth mode. And I thought it was a real interesting uh, announcement. It was called the kill switch. Right. Can you explain that to me? Yeah, it's an it's an interesting value proposition, uh, Lou. We are so excited about it. Um, uh, this came out of conversations with our customers uh, during the early stages. We've been talking to customers and saying, what is your incidence response plan? So for, for the next 90 seconds, I want you to imagine yourself as the CIO of a very, very large corporation, pick any name that you, you that comes to your mind. Okay. And you're making your 
large paycheck, $2 million or $5 million a year, everything is going well. And now it is Tuesday, September 29th at 8.28 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. And you get informed that there is a ransomware inside the organization. And there's a 50% chance of such a ransomware existing inside the organization. By the way, this is a routine life for any CIO. What would you do? Um, fall onto the floor in a fetal position and start sucking my thumb. <laughs> Short of that, I, I've heard every other answer, Lou. <laughs> I've heard... Uh, and I'm talking about Fortune 100 CIOs. I've heard answers like, we'll start yanking cables, we'll start shutting down systems. And yeah. those are bad answers because you really cannot, uh, the life support system is actually connected to IP these days. Your yeah. light control, your thermostats, your security system, your surveillance cameras, everything is IP connected. You cannot really yank cables out of those. Uh, God forbid, if you're managing a healthcare facility, uh, are you really sure you're going to start yanking cables or shutting down systems? You just cannot. So AirGaps ransomware kill switch is essentially uh, a button that you push in case of emergency, and it would ensure that the ransomware stops propagating. And this is very similar to what you see at the gas station, which is the emergency shutoff wall. And the purpose of that emergency shutoff wall is to reduce the blast radius. So in case if there is fire, you pull the plug, and, and now, instead of sort of blowing four blocks, you're blowing probably 100 square feet of area. It's a manageable risk that you can manage. And that's what air gaps ransomware kill switch is uh, in terms of equivalency when you think about uh, enterprise uh, under ransomware attack. Here I am in my own, own home network. And yeah, we've got a lot of devices connected up to the hub. Uh, we've got, uh, let's see, one, two, three. <laughs> I, can, I can make it easy for you, Lou. Just yeah. take the number of people in your house and multiply it by 10. That's a okay. general rule of thumb. That's the number of devices you have. That's probably about right. Yeah. So if one person walks in, uh, let's say maybe it's a, uh, it's a friend who's visiting with an Android phone, which scares the hell out of me every time I see one of them. And he says, what's your Wi-Fi code? Yeah. What's going to happen if that guy's phone is infected? Yeah, let's say you find out that that guest phone is infected because you just saw some of the hard disk on your computer start encrypting. You're on your business call and you're starting to see some images starting to encrypt now and you can't access them anymore. Clearly you have ransomware. The typical reaction today is gonna to be, let me shut down my network, let me go to my router, whatever your favorite brand is, which is Netgear or Linksys or D-Link or whichever, or Asus. Uh, you'll go yank the cable and hopefully the devices cannot talk to each other. That's a catastrophic situation because your son may be, uh, or your family may be on some important calls or maybe on attending schools, etc. You really can't shut down the entire network. But unfortunately, there is no alternative for you. But if you had air gap, you would essentially pull the plug on air gap, uh, which will say uh, ransomware kill switch button. And when you pull that uh, button or push that button, um, Everybody can talk to the internet. They can continue to go about their business, but they cannot infect each other. So that Android phone that came in, guess what? It gets isolated. It doesn't infect anybody else uh, anymore. That's, that sounds like a dream come true. <laughs> it, it, especially if you think about a very, very large organization where lives are at stake, where jobs are at stake, this becomes uh, really a lifesaver and a job saver. Okay. Uh, so we are seeing that kind of response from our audience. They're like, sell me the ransomware kill switch immediately. I want to deploy it right away. Okay, so here I am. I'm the uh, chief information officer for the city of Redwood City. How do I buy this product? And just basically reach out to us. We would help you deploy this in less than an hour, promise. We will also deploy it in such a way that you can 
plan ahead of time. You can say, look, Ritesh, I'm going to give you portion of my network because you know you're you're a new company and I have not had experience with you. Uh, let me start with a small portion of my network. And once I build confidence with you uh, in two weeks, four weeks, four months, whatever your comfort level is, I'm going to start growing in more and more uh, of your product inside my organization until all of my organization is under air gap protection. Um, all of this is possible in less than an hour. In less than an hour. Yeah. Okay. Who, you know, what website do they go to, to, to set up for this? Um, just visit us at airgap.io, A-I-R-G-A-P.io. And click on what? Contact us. Just contact us. Okay. I want to make sure it's, it's absolutely clear because this is the kind of thing that we're, we're looking for. Uh, I wish we could have had this, uh, at the beginning of the year when you know we were getting things set up for vote by mail and all this other stuff because it sounds like this would also be an answer to the the people trying to infect our election process uh so well, i congratulate you for that and uh, i'm looking forward to hearing great success and no screw-ups Absolutely right, um, Lou. Um, we are definitely heading for an interesting times going ahead. And I, I wish everybody the best and I hope everybody stays safe and secure. And AirGap is here to help if you need uh, support from us. Thank you, Ritesh. Okay, so that was Ritesh Argawal uh, from airgap.io talking about their new product that's coming out now. Uh, it's something that I'm even thinking about employing into my own home system. And one thing we he pointed out almost near the end of the interview there was how this is a, a life or death situation. It really is. Earlier in this podcast, I talked about uh, a story about how uh, a security firm in the UK had said there were 267 million data breaches. One of those data breaches happened in a hospital in Germany and it infected the entire hospital with ransomware and an elderly gentleman died as a result of it. So this is not just playing around folks. This kind of technology is absolutely crucial and it's about time we started seeing it happen. So this has been Lou Covey with Crucial Tech. Uh, if you have any comments or questions, you can go to our website at uh, anchor.fm slash crucial tech. And there's the ability for you to actually leave a voice message of one minute long with your question or comment. And I might end up using you in one of the events. Or you can go to footwashermedia.com contact and leave your question there. We'd love to hear from you. This is, uh, this is a labor of love. And we want to, we're not making any money on this right now. Uh, but we think it's important. So uh, support us, support our sponsors, and stay safe out there. This has been Crucial Tech, a Footwasher Media production. <laughs>